I was very much in a place where I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm making a good salary. Right. I just bought a new car. Mm -hmm. I'm in sunny LA. I got my girlfriend. I got Mexican food. I'm close to family. All these things. All the things that you love. All the things that I really love. And I said, this isn't what I got into this field for. Mm -hmm. I said, I really wanted to work with the athletes and I was settling. Okay. And I said, you know what? I need to, you know, make a change. It didn't have to be the stress of a change, but again, you don't decide when these things happen to you. What's up? Welcome to the Even Knows the Best Pod. I appreciate your support. In return, I hope I provide you with some worthwhile gems that benefit you on your journey. At the very least, I hope I put a smile on your face. If not, hopefully you share this with someone that does benefit. And I got you next time. Again, thanks for joining today, and let's get this thing going. Welcome to another episode of the Hugh Knows Best Pod, where I'm gonna give you the truth, the whole truth, well, as best I can, so help me God. Uh, today we have a special episode. I'm filming from New York. You know, I hate New York, but I'm with the boy, <laughs> the boy Dre, um, Master PT. Um, so, you know, I was in the city, said, Hey, Dre, can I pull up? We can talk a little bit about your journey. Uh, so hopefully today, uh, you guys learn a little bit for you aspiring physical therapists. Um, you know, a little bit about how, what goes into the journey and what inspired Dre to pursue this. He's a very, uh, interesting man. I got a lot of interesting friends that have a lot of <laughs> interesting paths, right? It's an interesting group indeed. Happy to be here. Appreciate it, bro. <laughs> um, so Dre, um, you like, um, Dom are from San Diego. Yes. I have a lot of friends. <laughs> um, and y'all went to the same high school too, right? Yeah, we oh, went to okay. the same high school, played yeah. ball, ran track together. Uh, okay. I got accepted to Howard first mm. and found out that he was coming by. So it was, you know, it was love. I didn't know he was interested. Yeah, yeah. you know, like even like, so it's you, Dom, Abe. Abe, right. That that group, I mean, there's other people from San Diego that were in that, right, right, um, right. like Christina. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even meeting black people from San Diego, I was like, first of all, they're black people in San Diego. <laughs> Y'all live there. Um, but like to come all the way from the West Coast mm -hmm. to DC, to DC weather, uh, like did you, and you were on track scholarship, yeah, right? Uh, I actually I earned my scholarship, okay. uh, uh, like into my sophomore or second year of running. I came in as a walk-on i didn't know much about howard mm. when i first applied to it okay um shout out to drumline because mm. that movie came out right actually let me know that there were hbcus and that there was this whole world of of colleges that i didn't even know existed mm. uh once i started looking into it you know i was like is this a fairy tale you know right. <laughs> or is this a real or is it a real thing or was this just for the movie you know yeah. and through, uh, you know, a little bit of web searching, found that, you know, there was this whole, you know, section of colleges that, you know, being More in San Diego, yeah. that was dedicated to, you know, people who looked like me and, and had similar goals. Um, did that, you know, checked out different schools, applied to a couple, saw Howard, saw that uh, at that time, uh, mm. David Oliver, was okay. there he had just got uh his first uh olympic trials or something like that and i was like oh man uh, hbcu doing and hbcu sending people to to the olympics okay and that just kind of you know Push. pushed me to 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 put in that application 
and and shoot for it. Okay. Uh, the second part that motivated me was, you know, I grew up in San Diego my whole life, mm -hmm. um, predominantly Caucasian neighborhood, uh, predominantly Caucasian schools. Um, didn't really see people like me unless they were bust in, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I grew up in, uh, like in the suburbs of San Diego. Uh, I had to get permission to go see my friends mm. out in Southeast and so on. Yeah, so, so your experience going to Patrick Henry was very different than very different. <laughs> yeah. Very different. Very okay. different. Um, so my first, my first day on, on Howard's campus, I, I, I remember this. I'll never forget it. Uh, I was, you know, shocked. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, um, you know, kind of shook within my own bootstraps, you know, mm. walking up on a campus, seeing the sea of color mm -hmm. and just kind of being like, like, I've never seen this before. I've right. never experienced this before. And, you know, everybody there is coming from, you know, the South, the North and all sorts yeah. of different places overseas and so on. And, you know, you meet all these people and, and that first time and you just really, you know, you really are like you, you're at loss for words as I am now, mm -hmm. you know, almost well, 15 years out. It's my 15 year reunion now. <laughs> um, and that, you know, that was a, it was a big culture shock. I had to, I had to learn a lot. I had to sit back within myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, it was different not being, you know, the only person there that was like, or at least not feeling like I'm not going to say that like they wasn't there, but not feeling like I was the only person that was focused on my education and then still trying to be on the sports teams and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I think our experience is uh, kind of similar uh, when it comes to walking on. Right. Mm -hmm. So going into Howard, um, you know, I was playing football right. in high school and then I kind of decided after I got into Howard, and got into these schools. I was like, okay, well, I got into school. I'll walk on. And Antoine Bethea yeah, had just got drafted mm. from Howard. Wow. Um, <laughs> as I was coming in as a freshman. Mm. Um, and I was like, hold on. Somebody from Howard got drafted in the field. And I think that year they won a Super Bowl. I think it was rookie year or something. Uh, to the Colts, right? Yep. The yeah. Colts. Yeah. And so like for me, I was going in like, I know these dudes ain't Howard ain't like that. So I know I can make the team. You feel me? Um, and when I came in, they were like, well, we already started fall camp. <laughs> Interesting stories with me and football and showing up late and thinking I'll just get on the team because I don't know how this stuff works. But eventually got on the team. Um, but yeah. It was it was definitely an interesting experience walking on mm -hmm. um and getting playing time, the minimal that I did get, right? But it, it it's interesting to like pursue this black experience and then the sports be secondary because a lot of times in our community that's not what people think like when people when i tell people i went to howard and i play football they're like oh you was on scholarship i was like no i got in academically right um i just wanted to play sports because i was bored and i needed something to party. um but okay so you came in to howard and what was your major uh, I came in as a health science major. Um, I was looking to get into like kinesiology, but I wasn't really sure of like 
I knew I was going to be in health, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know like where. I actually kind of bounced around for a little bit between uh, like the health science, kines, exercise phase, and uh, like sports medicine. Okay. Um, uh, was there a reason for that? You know, so my journey uh, into the the career that I'm into now as a physical therapist uh, started my senior year of high school. Okay, you know, um, I was running track. It was like the maybe like the beginning of the season of my senior year uh, before the meet started. Went being a a knucklehead, you know how it is. Strained my hamstring. Mm. And it was like devastating because I was like, man, this is the year where like I'm supposed to get scholarships and you know, yeah, I got all that going for me. I got uh, these big meets that are actually like inviting me to their meets this year, you know, um, the captain of the team. So there's, you know, it's all these things that I'm like, damn, like I'm starting off my year injured. Mm -hmm. And it's the first like serious injury that I've had in track. Now, I had an injury in football, but. Football was never really like my go-to sport. Track is really where I feel like I shine. Um, so I worked with the athletic trainer. Okay. And we sat there. So she did her assessment. She's like, yeah, you know, you have hamstring strength. Okay. And she gave me this little like light band. And I'm like pulling it. I'm like, girl, like I squat 200 some pounds. Like I'm in the gym. Like this little band ain't going to do nothing for me. Like. <laughs> Man, she got me down on my back. I'm doing these hamstring curls and I'm struggling. I'm sweating. I'm like, yo, how you do that? Right. What magic is this? What sorcery are you doing right now? And, you know, she she took me through these exercises that really challenged me. And eventually, I mean, it took a while. Hamstring strains, they, they take time and they're yeah. a recurrent uh, 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 um, injury. Um. But I, I got back and I was grateful. And because of that, because of that interest that I had and because I was wondering, I was like, yo, like, like with all this stuff that I'll be doing, like how, how, how is this still so hard for me to do? Like I'm looking at this band, like I can stretch it across the room if I want to. Right. Um, so I ended up like shadowing her as I was doing my own rehab. I would stay a little late with her, see her treat other people. Um, and I was like, yo, you know, like, how'd you, I, I started asking her, like, how did you come into this? Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, she did kinesiology and then she did athletic training and that's how she got it. I was like, okay, like, all right, cool. This was around the time that I started learning about HBCUs. And then I was like, man, I wonder if Howard has a program like that. So I looked in, I was like, okay, they don't have like a, a specific one. They didn't have an athletic training program, but mm-hmm. they had physical therapy and they had kinesiology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, I talked to her about it and she told me she loves those great programs. PT is very similar to athletic training. Um, it's just a little bit more broad. You know, you work with a lot of different more uh, clientele. And I was like, okay, cool. I applied for that, went into, went into Howard, like, okay, that's kind of the realm I'm going to go. Okay. But then as I got there, like I said, I met so many people, you know, I, you know, I feel very, I felt very sheltered Mm -hmm. growing up where I grew up and talking to so many people that it appeared that they knew exactly what it is that they wanted to do in their lives. I got influenced. Because I was like, oh, shoot, like, I didn't even think about, oh, I could have been a medical doctor. 
I didn't think about like these other fields that existed. So I was like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me explore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, luckily all those programs have a similar base in science. So as long as I got my base uh, uh, courses out of the way, no matter by my junior year or so, I would still be on 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 track track to graduate on time. Still took me five years. <laughs> what did they say? The average person graduates like in five and a half years now? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Take your time. I graduated in four and a half, assuming. You know, hey, I could have did that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm getting the money for this last year. I'm going to stay. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the reason why I bounced around. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm glad I did because it, it let me know, you know, where I stood and what was really out there. Um, and it made it a little bit easier to make the decision to move forward with where I was at. Right. At least at that time. Okay. So like we talked, you talked about a little bit about the, the shell shock experience Mm -hmm. being out. Right. But then you, you, of course you make friends, you make lifelong bonds. Right. Right. Um, you were a member of the house called five, five, one, nine incorporated. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and like that was also an interesting house because most of you guys were athletes, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's the only person that wasn't athlete was Avery. Yep. Because you had you, Dom, football Rob. Rob, well, Rob came by. He made his stuff. Yeah. Just like you made your stuff. Yeah, I made my stuff. <laughs> um, you, Steve, right? Steve was there. Right. Me, Chris was there before, before Ave. Okay. So like, Bunch of track dudes. Bunch of track dudes. Yeah. So track house. Track house. <laughs> but also a function house, right? Very much. Yeah. And I think you mean you actually became closer like near the end of school, mm-hmm. like after school, right? Uh, cause then when I moved to San Diego, you were in California That's at the right. same time, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's always interesting how the homies become the homies, right? Um, because it's like, well, if he think you cool enough. I got yeah. it. I got yeah, to give you a give you a I gotta, chance. I got to give you a fair shake. Right. You know? <laughs> right. That'll always work out because because no. definitely had some homie you like. Mm. Nah, can't do it. Can't like do you it. know what? You are very specific. <laughs> He's your homie. He's your homie. I I I accept you where you right. are. Right. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, we graduate. And then you start this journey into becoming a physical therapist. Like, what really went into that part of it? Because I think everybody kind of understands, like, you go to college, you take the science prereqs, right? Right. Um, and you have whatever track you want to do. Some people are pre-med, some people are pharmacy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're doing physical therapy. And I don't know that a lot of people actually know what goes into, like, graduating from college and saying, hey, I want to go into this physical therapy or, like, athletic training. True, true, true. I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know that either going into college. Um, uh, first, first year of college, first generation. Um, you know, nobody was telling me, Hey, you know, you need to make sure you're doing this. You need to make sure you're doing that. Like I was figuring it all out. Right. At the same, you know, at the time that I was doing it, you know, real life. Um, but I think I've always been, I guess blessed in the way of like, I've always been a little bit more in tune with myself after, uh, you know, the five years for undergrad running, 
family deaths, new friends, breakups, new loves, all that stuff that goes on yeah. that accumulates to become the accumulation of the college experience. Right. Um, I was tired. You know, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm still tired. <laughs> right? Yeah. I was tired and it, it really took a lot for me to say, you know what? I think at this moment, you know, I, I'm, proud of this accomplishment that I've made, mm -hmm. but I need to sit back. I've been going to school since kindergarten. Yeah. You know, like you had summers off and, you know, once you get into high school, sometimes you start summer school that, that early and then you just going back to back to back yeah. to back to back to back. You add in a sports career. Now your weekends are, are, are yeah. gone. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, and it, and it's a job. It, the, the sport doesn't feel as fun as it as it used to, right. you know, because you you've got to be there. You got to be in class mm -hmm. to stay eligible. Everything, and you got to schedule <laughs> classes at a specific time so you can go to practice. So you can go to practice, which means that kills part of your social life because you can't hang out in the yard nope. while everybody else is having having fun. I done missed so many bison balls, the ski trips, yep. all that stuff. Because we were homecoming because I actually had a game. I had play. practice. <laughs> uh, so I couldn't go to the art fest on Friday. Right. Right. <laughs> hey, we got practice. We got walkthroughs. And yeah. y'all got to go to your room and chill out. You have other responsibilities. Yeah. You know, so when I was finished, I said, you know what? I feel like if, I feel like if I went to school right now, like I had just learned about this grad school, mm -hmm. um, like that's the actual uh, uh, thing that's going to get you the degree that you need mm -hmm. to be able to apply to be a physical therapist. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, I, I, I know if I go back to school right now, I'm going to burn out because mm -hmm. I'm feeling burnt out right in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I said, I need to take some time off. Um, one to really assess like, Hey, you know, this is a, this is a life decision, right. you know, this is going to affect me. That I'm making in my early twenties, making my early twenties, bro. Yeah. <laughs> they still want these student loans. They, don't... <laughs> they asking for my loan money now. I just, right. I had to make it for my grad school. I'm like, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, I, so I, I took, so I took, uh, I intended to take one year off mm -hmm. to just like, Hey, what do I want to do? Right. You know, let me take some time to not be in this environment of higher education. Right. Explore what's out there. You know, I still remain in the health field because I, I still felt very passionate about it. I worked as a personal trainer. I worked in a gym. I worked as a post rehab specialist. I worked as a physical, uh, physical therapy aide. You know, I did all these. Uh, I was a coach. Mm. I volunteered, uh, for Howard and then I, I got my own head coaching position for, uh, for like a year and a half. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of things and it wasn't until I became a physical therapy aide and I was work at the clinic I was working at and shadowing the physical therapist that I was like, I can do this mm -hmm. and I feel prepared to do this. Right. Cause and I'm I, taking time. I'm, I'm taking time away to actually yeah. sit back and actually figure out what it really is. And at least some of the skills that I've, that I have naturally and how to apply them into this, into this career field. Um, then the application process starts because you don't get to decide when you feel ready to go. It mm. happens. I missed it that year. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I had to wait for the application process the following year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I didn't get into the program. 
Mm-hmm. That year, I was on the wait list. Okay. I was one spot away. I still know the kids that were that were ahead of me. <laughs> that's that's gotta be. It hurt. Yeah. It, it painful. It hurt because I was like, I'm ready. Um, but I got in the next year. Okay. Um, I stayed at Howard. Yeah. I had <sighs> being an athlete. I was like, I was going to have a graduate assistantship. School's going to be paid for. Nah. That's the year that they went and cleaned out the, the athletic department. Mm, everybody, I remember <laughs> everybody left off. Some of the, a lot of those people need to be cleaned up, but yes. It happens. It was yeah. just unfortunate timing. Yeah, it's not good for you. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate timing, but got in and you know i started my process in the fall of 2014 uh 2012 mm. on a two and a half year accelerated program with howard university um amongst uh i think they had just started their doctorate program maybe two years before okay um and it was it was a it was an interesting transition going from a a period of freedom mm-hmm back into the educational system. I can definitely, <laughs> yeah. And cause that was what your, your time off was what? Three years? About three years. Yeah. Mine was, I started my MBA in 21. Mm-hmm. So 12 years yeah. of like not going to school and then going back to school. Having a check. <laughs> yeah. Like, but at least I still have my job. You still have your job. Yeah. yeah that's right. Um, but yeah, like I, I think a lot of people don't really understand. I think part of that pause, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a l- energy that, like, I, you always hear about people going to grad school and being burnt out or stressed out and mm-hmm. doing drugs or other things because they can't cope, right? Facts. And to your point, we start school at five years old. Some of us at four. Mm-hmm. And if you go to college, you finish college at 22. 21, 22 years old. Right. So that's 17 years of school. Then add, depending on what additional program you do, Mm -hmm. you have now went to school for almost 20 years. And that has been (laughs) your life. It's structure, school, and if you play sports, sports Sports. with school. Right. Um, And that's a lot to like really grapple with and deal with mentally and physically because you got to get up you you got to show you up gotta, you got to get up show up you got to go to class you can't have a bad day nah right and so kudos to you for taking that time off right um so i think you do this for 3 years and then you take time off 3 years and then you do the program right, right. and the program you say it was twenty and a half, yeah. right? So, by the time you finished, was fifteen? Uh, fall of two thousand fourteen. Okay, big graduation of fifteen. Okay, um, and I think did you immediately come to LA or um? Because I remember mm-hmm. before, you were in DC when I was in DC, right? Because I left in thirteen and went mm-hmm. to Dago. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you came out to Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. So my my transition after I graduated, I decided no matter what, I was going to celebrate because, you know, after you do the PT program, now mm-hmm. you have to do take the, the board exam. Right. Right. The board exam lets you work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so from there, I said, you know what? That's 
two and a half years of me, you know, being on, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that, right? right. Um, and then all that to sum up everything that you've done to one test that's like eight hours long. I don't even remember how long, but it's it's dreadful. Shout out to you people that have taken boards. Right. Oh, all of you. Um, then I said, you know what? No matter where I landed on passing or failing, mm-hmm. it's an accomplishment. So I took, you know, a few months. I, well, I took that first weekend, literally after the test, I went to Mardi Gras. Okay. I <laughs> said, so let me let me get out, have some fun. That's good way it's over. Ended up finding out on my way to New Orleans. I drove down, mm-hmm. then I passed the board. So New Orleans was fun. <laughs> Had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I left, came back, packed up all my stuff. Uh, like a couple weeks later, stayed with the homie for a couple of days. Then I drove cross country that March. Okay. Moved to moved back to California. I decided I wanted to be around for my nieces and nephews as they were getting older. That was a a staple of my childhood Mm -hmm. to like, you know, see my uncles and stuff. So that's what I wanted to do. So I moved back, um, bounced around between my mom lives in 29 Palms and then San Diego with my cousin. That's where we hung out a lot more. Um, And then I think I moved to LA that December and I started working. So I took that year, I took what I learned. Took a year off. I took a year off. Okay. You know, I, I did Europe for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to celebrate birthdays. I got to, you know, do all the family stuff. I got to go to concerts. All the stuff that you make sacrifices for in school because you're working towards something. Right. You know, and I said, you know what? This is a year that I won't ever have the opportunity again. Because mm-hmm. once you start working, you work, you're done. You're working. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Unless you work for a tech company and they give you some bad Right. <laughs> or you have a kid and they give you leave. And they give you leave. And that's still that. work. That's it. Right. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because in a way you ran your race. And I've talked about this. Run, you ran your race. Mm. You ran your own race. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think a lot of times people feel like, oh, I got to do this by this time. Mm. And in reality, you didn't be get into your field mm-hmm. until you're in your thirties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think most physical therapists are probably already doing PT at like 26, 27. I was in, I was one of the oldest people in my cohort. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say the youngest one I knew was, you know, I just graduated fresh grad mm-hmm. started out at like 21, 22. Okay. Um, I think there might've been, at one point, one, well, yeah, no, there was one other person that was a little bit older than me, uh, by three or four years, I think. Okay. Um, but outside of that, most of them, yeah, you know, by the time that they're turning 25, they're starting their full on, you know, PT career. I mean, finish at 22 or 23, whatever. Yeah. Two and a half years, at least from Howard. Most PT programs are about three years on average. And then you have some that are accelerated and so on. Um, so yeah, I was, I was definitely on the, on the older end, but I do think that helped me a little bit, uh, just on the mature end and understanding people a little bit different as I've been working with people a lot more. Your, your brain pain was fully formed. <laughs> right. My frontal lobe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you actually develop it. What, like they said for men at 26, right? Yeah. 
So I didn't even start <laughs> until I think I started at like 26, 27. Okay. So, and then I finished my program. I, I think I was turning uh, 29 that, that year that I finished. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's dope, bro. So we, we finished the program. We come home. We chill. We go to LA. We start working. Yep. Well, today we're in New York. We're in New York now. It's been a journey. Right. <laughs> and you came out to New York. Uh, what the year before COVID? A year before the penny, right? Yeah. So, like, what made you come to New York and leave like LA? Because I feel like they're the two main hubs for athletes mm -hmm. and people, like people having injuries, largest populations in the United States. So to leave sunny California to come to cold ass New York. New York. <laughs> Dirty ass New York. <laughs> no, no I, no, I, I'm, I'm in New York. I love New York for shopping and for food. Um, and one other thing that I won't mention <laughs> on these podcasts, but it's crowded. It is. And it's loud it's, and it's a lot. The weather and the trash on the sidewalks, <laughs> you know, rats. and the rats that I saw when I landed Friday. Right. You know, so like what made a Southern California boy that's in LA? Most people think like that's hey I'm I made it I'm right. in LA I'm done I'm not leaving. You know, um, it, it has been an interesting transition, uh, at least you know my career tra trajectory. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I started off in an outpatient clinic in LA, um, was working there, saw the uh, experience that my coworkers had, and I said, you know what. What's the common denominator there? They, they both had very good experience work or, uh, a plethora of experience working in acute, uh, acute care in hospitals. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I want to be like them. Mm -hmm. I need to go get that experience. Okay. Left that outpatient clinic, uh, moved to the level one trauma hospital, um, in LA, uh, stayed there for two and a half years. Okay. Work, was working on my third when this very interesting life uh, change happened. Um, one February of 2019, this happened so fast. Mm -hmm. um, weekend of the Super Bowl. I don't know who's playing. Don't ask me. I can't remember. <laughs> it wasn't the Falcons, so I don't care. <laughs> right. Uh, I pull up to work that Monday to my supervisor walking towards the outpatient clinic when she works in the inpatient clinic. And I was like, mm -hmm. Did I, do we have a meeting that I don't know about? And she goes, you didn't hear? And I was like, hear what? Such and such passed away this past weekend. I was like, one of your coworkers? One of my coworkers okay. who worked in the outpatient clinic, me and him. You know, we didn't work together closely because it was an outpatient. I worked in, mm -hmm. but you know, during our meetings, me and him became really cool. Okay, uh, he's an occupational therapist, right? Um, and you know, very devoted in his field, knew his knows his stuff, knew his stuff. Um, maybe early forties, pretty young mm. guy, and just kind of seeing how that situation kind of played out, like. I still had to go to work that day. You know, I still had clients to see, you know, I still have patients that needed to be treated. Mm -hmm. Um, going to his, uh, memorial and just seeing how well he was respected there at that hospital and realizing that even though he passed fairly young, 
he did pass in a way that I feel like he was doing what he loved. And I was just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. I was very much in a place where I was like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm making a good salary. Right. I just bought a new car. Mm-hmm. I'm in sunny LA. I got my girlfriend. I got Mexican food. I'm close to family. All these things. All the things that you love. All the things that I really love. And I said, but I'm, but I, this isn't what I got into this field for. Mm-hmm. I said, I really wanted to work with the athletes and I was settling. Okay. And I said, you know what? I need to, you know, make a change. It didn't have to be the stress of a change, but again, you don't decide when these things happen to you. When they do, you get to make your choice. And what you get to do about it at that time, I was like, okay, well, I really want to get back to my manual skills, back into outpatient, working with athletes. How can I do that? I've, I haven't put my hands physically on somebody to do manual care two and a half years. Okay. And within physical therapy, there's this thing called the OCS, which is an orthopedic certification for specialization. Okay. I said, well, you know, if I do that, that's going to spring my career forward and get me back on track. So I went to researching programs that were open, Ohio, Stanford, New York. Mm. Okay. I applied to all three. <laughs> you got in New York. New York accepted me. I didn't want to come to New York. <laughs> I think I recall this conversation. <laughs> I did not want to come to New York. But I said, you know what? My goal has to be bigger than the things that I, that I dislike. <laughs> hey, shout out to you for saying that. <laughs> because, you know, everybody that knows me knows I have my kid and they know I'm in Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people ask me, like, do you like Chicago? It's like, I'm at an age where it does, it's not about what I like mm-hmm. and that responsibility mm-hmm. trumps anything about my dislike for where I'm at. Right. That's, that's what but I think a lot of times people don't understand that piece of it is like, um, as I hear this a lot of sports, like be comfortable being uncomfortable. Very much. Because a lot of success and a lot of great things are accomplished mm-hmm. when you get comfortable being somewhere where you're not necessarily comfortable or doing something that you're not necessarily comfortable in pushing yourself or stretching yourself uh, because of the opportunities to take off, show up. That's it. You know, um, so I made the move August 20, 2019. Six months later. <laughs> Six months later. <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> right. Got real uncomfortable. Because <laughs> you're far away from everybody now. Far away from home. I didn't have an opportunity with home. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's husband was a recent heart plant, tra- uh, heart transplant. He was immunocompromised. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no way I, I could go back there and, and, and live your life and, and live my life. You know, right. there was a hiring freeze. So it means that if I moved anywhere, I essentially had no income. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, I wrote it out here. Um, and it's definitely been an experience and I've, uh, you know, I think everybody's learned something during the pandemic and, right. you know, I, I've had to come to terms with a few things and, uh, adjust goals and move, move the line and so on and so forth. But, you know, I've made it through and right now, um, I'm very much just in a place where, you know, as I've been saying of neutral gene, something I've picked up from, uh, Avatar, the last airbender, one of my favorite cartoons. Shout out to anime. Right. Um, but the art of staying, of staying still. 
right? I'm waiting. I'm not waiting. I'm just kind of allowing the next opportunity to present itself. You know, I don't, I'm not. I'm not in a position where I want to just be jumping around just at the, for the sake of jumping. You know, yeah. I want my next move to be a very intentional move. So New York is it until further notice. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about being still, though. Like, because when you are still, you can see and hear mm-hmm. and feel the things that are necessary. Um, I think a lot of times people move quickly. True. And go to a, uh, I've seen it with coworkers. Um, that left LinkedIn because LinkedIn didn't pay enough money mm-hmm. or whatever. They didn't get promoted and then pandemic happened. Now they don't have a job. They're pinging me right. about, hey, hey can you- I, are there any openings? I'm like, you know, you could go on the website. Just like, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Um, but like, there's just something to be said about like moving too fast. Yeah. Um, because you know, you don't like something about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today we're in your place of work, right? All right. Um, this is shout out to custom performance. Okay. Uh, it's a niche clinic. We work a lot with runners. You see, this is a race calendar behind me. We are in the middle of marathon season. So next is Mount desert. Where's that? Uh, that's actually in Maine. Okay. We got the Marine Corps, which would be in DC. Okay. And then the big one here, which is going to be our bread and butter, is going to be the New York City Marathon. Brings in upwards of what fifty thousand people uh, plus and spectators. <laughs> the crazy thing to me is these are done when it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these are not warm places to be running during this time. Berlin, Staten Island, Chicago. I, I live in Chicago. It was cold, cold. last weekend. Yes. I it was not warm. And there were people outside running in shorts. And I thought it was the craziest thing. Um, Philly? Yeah. In November? In November. Right before Where's Thanksgiving. This uh, that's California. Okay, that one might be. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was Sacramento. Uh, it, it'd be a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and you're training people or, like, working on people that are training for these. Right. Or, or have gotten injured. Mm-hmm training for these or running in these very much very much um you know so ran track Mm -hmm. very much wanted to work with runners here i am doing this now and being on the other end you know being a full circle here my injury leading me into this profession and now being in this profession and showing people these exercises that they're like i didn't know that i was weak here right how are you doing this sorcery (laughs) uh but it's been it's it, it has been challenging and exciting. Um, one of the ends of working with runners or any athlete, not only on the physical side, but the mentality. <laughs> you know, um, we do a lot of training on that end. On you know where are you at mentally? Because those things can actually contribute to injury just as much as anything physical. Uh, If you're not trained up here, I mean, I'm pretty sure you heard this Mm -hmm. idiom. uh, You know, the the game is 90 percent mental, 10 percent physical. Yeah. That's across the board for any sport. You know, if you're not there mentally. Just even like going to work out. Right. If you're not in the right headspace. Mm hmm. I've, I've been in the wrong headspace and tried to go before a run. <laughs> and that was the worst run I've ever had in my life. Right. Worse. When worse. I go into the run with the right mindset, 
best time ever. It's a lot better. Right. And, you know, one of the things I, I'm generally promoting, uh, while it might sound contradictory sometimes is none of us are professional. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't get paid to do these things. Right. Not anymore. <laughs> right. Um, so making sure that we're having fun as we're moving along this process and still hitting your goals. Right. Still making it a challenge, still being very athletic and involved. Right. But also understand this is something that I've had to combat with, um, with my process of stopping being a collegiate athlete. Right. You know, that, that mentality sticks with you. Pushing hard. <laughs> you know, pushing hard till your body breaks down. Mm -hmm. And then remembering and bringing yourself back to the idea of like, hey, you know, like, I don't have to do this this way anymore. I can be a lot smarter about it, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, I still have a full-time job that I got to go to, and then I have training that I want to do, and babies, and all this other things yeah. that, that come into effect. So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> so, um, what's one thing you would tell someone, maybe that's a PTA right now, mm -hmm. or thinking about, you know, pivoting, right? A lot of times people pivot. Right. And it doesn't really matter when you pivot. Doesn't. You can pivot, right? Right. So if someone was trying to get to where you are right now, mm -hmm. today, uh, what are like some key things that they need to know or do to, you know, succeed? To get where I'm at as a physical therapist right now, um, you know, there's so, there's so many different things. Um, definitely having, I mean, you, you got to have the undergraduate career. Right. Mm -hmm. um, get your sciences, everything. I would say make sure that if you're not already related in a, uh, or exposed to the field, mm -hmm. shadow a PT, take some time, um, really go in and find out, you know, what it is that physical therapists do. I think that's something that the public doesn't really know very well. Yeah. Um, we are in multi, we work in multiple settings, hospitals, outpatient clinics, mm -hmm. private clinics, uh, neuro, women's health. Um, there, there's just a, a wide variety of, things, yeah. of, of different types of settings that we work in. So understanding that one specific setting might not be for you, but another one might work. Um, so getting out there and actually just shouting things, even if you don't think you have an interest in it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that go into this field thinking that they want to do sports and find out they really have a passion for acute care or vice versa. Right. You know, so that's probably the, the, the biggest advice and the greatest advice I could give you is definitely get out there, get some XP <laughs> and, you know, shadow, ask questions and then get the education because that's, that's going to be the next part. Perfect. Yeah. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate you. Of course, man. Yeah. Well, y'all, this is another episode of You Know's Best Pod. Um, so, as always, I wish you peace, patience, understanding, knowledge, wisdom, discernment, health, health, strength, and resolve. Um, be your best self because everybody's already taken. Um, but, you know, be easy or don't. But, you know, there's consequences to every action and, um, or consequences to every choice and a reaction to every action. Uh, so, I'll check y'all later and talk to you soon.